Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Talking about Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Topics, loaded like offense, cold centric, talking about it often. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Do it big. Welcome back to the Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. It's one o'clock in the morning, and we powered through the Colts' very first preseason game of the season so everybody give yourself a round of applause uh pretty i mean there were some definitely some interesting points in this game but uh if you if (laughs) if you powered through the the last bit of that boy that was uh, just a, a a clown show almost there at the end can't get the center quarterback exchange nothing going right there towards the end that's uh, that was uh, that was ugly, but all in all, Colts win nineteen seventeen up in Seattle. Um, obviously, the end result score isn't a big deal in preseason. We all know that. We're all looking for uh, certain things that came out of the game. Who played well? Who didn't? You know wh- who shined? Who the young guys that played well? Some of the vets that did their job, so on and so forth. How the running game go? You know, you want to look at those kind of things. How the depth look? at certain uh, certain positions, and and we're going to go through all that. Uh, we'll kind of try to keep it quick. If any of you are crazy enough to be up watching this live or doing any part of this, uh, if you're not, then I guess you will be catching it tomorrow uh, morning for your commute maybe or just while you're at work if you're uh, able to get in some, some earbuds. So uh, let's kind of start at the beginning. Andrew Luck looked fantastic. Everything we've been seeing in, in training camp, was good. Would like the offense. I I do. I like the offense the way they've got it designed right now. And it was something that we'd asked for for Andrew Luck for for years. Get him started on some dumps, and then get you know let him kind of work his way and progress his way into the game. And they did that a lot. A lot of those short. They they did a good job getting the uh, short passes out to the playmakers, letting those guys get some yards after the catch. Uh, Mac did a nice job. Mac left with a hamstring issue so that's not good left pretty early with that uh would really like not to see that already robert turbin got a ton of the carries after that right so turbin they definitely worked him out i wouldn't be surprised if this was his only game that he really gets that kind of a uh, a workload because they've got at least now two running backs and only one of them uh looked worth a crap because hines looked terrible uh, he didn't look good running the ball, and he couldn't hang on to the ball and punt return or anything like that. He had a mess of a game. Hopefully, it was the jitters or something like that, and he comes back. But that's always hard to 
Uh, I mean, my issue with Christine Michael going uh, throughout the season or through the pre- uh, training camp was that he couldn't hang on to the ball, kept fumbling it, couldn't catch. And now we've got Naheem Hines out of the blue, you know, with brick hands, and he can't do anything with the ball either. So, I mean, it all started when in the punt return or the kick return when he tried to stay up and get a couple extra yards. He's lucky that wasn't called a fumble because I, I don't remember the replay, but I'm pretty sure that it was actually a fumble that they just called his – uh, forward progress has stopped, but you know, bumble, uh, bobbling a couple other punt returns, just not a good look for that dude. He and they kept they kept shoving him back there, man. They want him to do it. So uh, Hines was a real disappointment tonight. Hopefully, he can get that all figured out. But he's still electric in space. Um, maybe he's not the return guy. You hope that he's not a guy who's constantly. He has to understand his height and his stature isn't what he's going up against uh, against uh, opponents defenses they're always going to be bigger than him most of them and they're going to be stronger than him for the most part just basis on being as big as they are so he's got to understand that ball security is absolutely priority number one especially for him not only because uh it's going to ruin the team's offense it's going to stall or stop drives and, and get a real kick in the butt but it's also going to cost him a ton of carries. He's not going to get the ball if they can't trust him. Uh, on the other side of that, Jordan Wilkins looked good. I liked the way Robert Turbin looked. Christine Michael had a couple 10-yard bursts. Uh, looked pretty good there. So the backfield, other than that, was was pretty solid. Um, injuries that I can remember, at least, we'll put it that way. James Wright and Deion Kane both less, left with knee issues. And then Mack, of course, with the hamstring. So we don't want to see Deion Kane out. Uh, that is for sure. We don't see anybody out, but you know what I mean. So uh, it was fun. Beginning of the game, luck. I mean, they opened the game with a pass play to Mac for big yardage. Mac got a lot of the carries there at the beginning of the game. Luck was getting good protection. Um, I think the Chester got a ball out of the or not out of the backfield, but he was a kind of the the dump off guy, and he didn't really force his way to try to get. It was a third down and like seven or eight, and he didn't really try to push forward and get through to the first down marker. The Colts end up going for it, and they end up converting. That was nice. Uh, on fourth down, it was Turbin that can converted on a little swing route with him. Ended up being kind of a big play, wide open out there. So uh, the Colts did well starting the game. Like I said, the quick passes, getting it to the playmakers, um, and Luck end up taking you know his first kind of shot in an NFL game from Bobby Wagner. So that was nice to get that out of the way. Luck looked <laughs> looked luck hopped up and looked excited and was and was excited about getting ready to go. So uh, the offense looked good. Vinatieri kicks field goal. We go to the defense now, and this is this is a lot of people were upset about the defense. I get that, and 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 certainly throughout the rest of the game, it, it looked like a mess, uh, no doubt. There were some positives from it though as well, and I'll even say that for the first team defense, I loved the energy from like guys like Najee Good, Darius Leonard. Um, I, I felt like they and, and Jabal Sheard. I felt like a lot of those guys in that first team defense, even Marcus Hunt. Um, let's see who else. I mean, they, uh, Sky Moore. He played really well tonight. I thought that the defense showed flashes for sure. They showed that they are exactly what they are trying to build, just in the you know infant stages of it. So I, th- we have to accept that this is preseason week one. Things aren't going to be a finely wrapped, you know, uh, box right now. These things are going to take some time, especially uh, some of the younger guys who are getting acclimated to. 
to everything on the defense, excuse me. But overall, I loved the energy that they brought. Uh, I thought that obviously the pass rush wasn't there, at least on the initial drive. Uh, the defensive line, the power and speed from those guys was showing. Autry, you know, even on a, a false start, the offensive guy uh, false started and he hopped across that line full speed and he was the only one that moved on the defensive line. Uh, maybe he was the only one that saw that offensive lineman move, but you see that that's what he brings in practice that everybody's talking about. Autry's going, uh, he got himself a sack tonight. Autry's going to be a big, big player, I think, for this team. We've talked about that in the past. Um, I thought Leonard looked good. Moore did okay early. Moore really kind of disappointed me tonight. I, I wasn't real impressed with with him. Took some bad angles to uh, to the ball carrier. Allowed the outside to be taken on him as a corner. That kind of a, a major no-no. And uh, just overall, he was just average and at best. He, he didn't deserve the hype that he's been kind of getting uh, let me put it this way. His first preseason game did not reflect the hype that he's been getting through camp. So that's got to change. But I thought in coverage, for the most part, he did okay. Uh, Hairston did good. Hairston ended up having an interception uh, off a tip ball, I believe, from uh, Matthew. At no, I think that was the almost the near interception later on in the game. It was almost Ronald Martin. Um, but in our, uh, Hairston had the interception in the end zone. That's right. And... Uh, that, you know, it's nice to see from him. He looked physical tonight. He looked solid in coverage. He played the boundary, played the nickel. Um, I think Harrison did a pretty good job. And then we get, you know, Quincy kind of looked out of place. They had this pick play near the beginning of the game. I don't know who didn't, you know, who didn't rotate or whatever they were supposed to be doing on the pick. Uh, but it was more of just a crossing route. And uh, Quincy was with his guy, but shot back out. I don't know if he was supposed to stay home on that one and stay outside for whoever was releasing outside. But one way or another, they got crossed up there. And the very next play, I think it was that uh, Harrison ended up getting that interception because it was he and Harrison who got crossed up initially. Um, but overall, I, I like I said, I liked the the energy that the defense brought to the game. They did not play lights out. They were you know kind of porous against the run. They looked kind of sad in the pass rush early. Um, all those things. But like I said, it's preseason week one. Not going to you know, fret on that too much. The problem as we get further down is some of these, some of this uh, defensive depth is just out of control. So the Colts have to get these guys right. These are the guys, and this is the process of the preseason. These guys have to get back in the swing of things, and they've got to get it there quick because they look, some of them look awful. And they've really got, they're going, they are not going to be uh, rostered players, not rosterable. There's no way. Um, we saw Luck get sacked tonight also for, for the first time. So that was, I mean, we say that was nice, but that was kind of what we all wanted to see. We wanted to see if Luck could take a hit, how it was going to, how he was going to react, how everything was going to come to play for him. Um, he did fine. He looked good. So, I mean, we saw, uh, Hilton running some solid routes, got into pass interference on or drew a pass interference on Trey Flowers. It's late, folks, so I'm struggling with my talking. Uh, got my coffee here, though, so I'm going to take a little sip of that, see how that works. Uh, T.Y. also dropped uh, a pass along the sideline. It was a really good pass by Luck. Um, and I wouldn't even, I don't even know if we can say he 
dropped it because I think the defender had an arm in there pulling his other arm away. But it was good coverage, nothing egregious from Hilton or anything, but it was a perfect pass. It just didn't end up very well. Uh, obviously, Vinatieri was the the player of the game for most of it, you know, getting some of the field goals. But we like what Luck brought. What was he? Uh, six of nine for 64 yards. No touchdowns or interceptions or anything like that. But he looked good. I, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with the offense, The the uh, how the offense is put together, the play calling. I liked Reich's approach, you know, kind of stayed calm, didn't he? I mean, I honestly, after... Naj- or, uh, Naheem Hines like bumbled that second or third punt that he did. I expected him to be freaking losing his lid, to be quite honest with you. He was very cool and calm throughout the, the game, and uh, they kept putting guys out there. You know, They kept putting guys like Hines out there who were making mistakes, make them fix it. And I guess that's okay. You can look at it two different ways. Either you get a real bad uh, ripping and you figure out that you are kind of on thin ice, or you just keep going out there, and they're just going to let you give enough give you enough rope to hang yourself. So hopefully Hines can get that turned around because he, like I said, he's a weapon. He could be a real weapon for this team. It doesn't look like it tonight, though. Um, we saw some nice bursts from Terrell Basham. Uh, we didn't see a, a much production out of him. You know, there wasn't uh, you know there wasn't uh, any sacks. There was a time he ran past the quarterback, not bending, still standing straight up almost in his run and his sprint, but he's got the burst. We've got to get him bending, though, um, be able to to hold that corner, that edge, and be able to get a piece of the quarterback instead of just running past him. Um, I also mentioned uh, Darnell or Danico Autry. He played really well. It was nice to see, like I said, that everything that we've talked about in camp had been kind of coming to fruition through the most part here. But um, overall, I thought Autry, I thought Sheard played pretty well. Uh, I thought Simon came in. It was really a cool play. And and Simon's done this last year. What he'll do, he just is a he, – he, and you know what? He's been the one that continues to repeat. These guys are football players. Forget about the change of scheme. They're going to play football. He is the, like the uh, absolute epitome of a football player. The dude <laughs> is undersized or whatever you want to call him, comes in and smashes the offensive guard for the ability of Danico Autry to get around the edge and just kind of collapses that offensive line onto each other, takes them off balance. Danico Autry's got a free shot then at the quarterback after that. So Simon is a football player. He's an important part of it. He's not going to be a true pass rusher. He's not going to be, um, you know, probably any sort of a linebacker in any case. He's going to be the defensive end, but he's going to be in there for stuff like this. And I, I think that we should all be happy that he's going to be in for stuff like this as well. Um, he, these guys, Simon, uh, I thought that he did a nice job. I thought Ridgeway had a nice game. I'll be. I want to see him do that against starters though, because he's been really quiet in camp. Uh, two, three sacks, something like that. Two of them uh, really close to each other. Almost had two back-to-back and back-to-back plays, but missed out on the guy. Uh, we saw some young guys, like I said, Kenny Moore played well at the beginning and then really fell off, kind of uh, struggled in coverage late, wasn't physical, I, I didn't think. Uh, K.J. Brent caught some balls. Nate Hairston with his interception. Kaysen Williams had a pretty good rapport there with Philip Walker uh, when he was in the game. There was a lot to kind of take in with this. And and I think if 
you know, are we looking for one or two specific takeaways? I think that the one of the things that I liked and enjoyed the most out of this entire group was that we saw the offensive line, the first group, especially the interior, played really well. I thought they protected Andrew Luck pretty well. I didn't see um, anything terrible out of Haig. He just wasn't quick enough, didn't have the reach on, on the one play. He got, he got beat, plain and simple. He got beat. Andrew Luck got sacked. Outside of that, they did pretty well. Uh, they started um, Webb at right tackle. They started uh, Slauson at guard, obviously Kelly, then Nelson, and then at left tackle, you know, they had Haig. That group did a pretty solid job, I think. I think that it's still an improvement over last year. There's no two ways about it. The first sub on the offensive line was Braden Smith. Now, Smith had, you know, a couple of decent protection snaps. Some of his other stuff was kind of off the wall. But we're not seeing Austin Howard in that right tackle spot. They did end up later on in the game actually moving Braden Smith out to tackle again. So um, I'm, I think I'm worried about Austin Howard, to be quite honest with you. If he's not starting and Webb's starting, dude hadn't played in two years. That I don't want to necessarily say that's a, a, a problem, but it's definitely something that need, is a cause for concern, I think. They've really got to... Uh, kind of check that out and figure out what's going on with that because Webb can't be the starter. They've got Denzel Good, who's out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Raven Clark came in and played left tackle uh, a little bit, but they've got some issues right now with some guys who aren't healthy. Obviously, Costanzo is a major por- part of that offensive line. Him at the left tackle position just solidifies everything for the Colts, and it's very necessary that he comes back and when he that when he does come back, he comes back healthy. Um, I just, I was, I, I think out of the, I wouldn't want to say excitement, but out of just the, the anxiousness of waiting for uh, another game and to kind of see what these guys have, not from field level either. I'm telling you, it's so, <laughs> it's so much nicer watching it on TV as opposed to their practices because there's so much more that you can see more in, in more detail. You're not looking at everybody on the same plane. So it was fun for me to to watch that and and really uh, realize the difference of what you can take in and what you what you're missing uh, when you're on the field in practice because that's it, it, there's a lot you're missing you're seeing who's not seeing who's getting beat necessarily uh, and so on and so forth so I, I was impressed with what I saw tonight out of out of several guys so uh, we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come right back we're gonna get you guys out of here pretty quick we're gonna cut this to probably about a thirty minute show. And uh, we got about, what, 10 minutes left out of here. So uh, we'll be back here in just a second, and we're going to finish up the show. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. 
Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code, BLUECOLTS, when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code BLUECOLTS when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. Welcome back, guys. Um, we did not, I did not collect any stats or anything necessarily on this game. So I'm not going to go through those. And it is preseason, so I'm not doing that. But I think one of the guys that we should probably be holding uh, highest in regard right now is Sky Moore. Dude played ball tonight. I mean, um, did he have an interception? No, he almost had an interception. I mean, he he played excellent defense and coverage. He almost had that pick uh, come across. He, he looked good against the run. I, I thought that he was as advertised everything that we've seen you know he he's had an interception on luck he's had a couple of those points in practice but he's been very kind of uh steady very very steady but consistent and, and on the on the positive side of it you know not necessarily towards the middle um i think sky moore is going to be a real find and i think he's going to add a lot to the coverages and the subs and not necessarily for him to be at the mic but he is just going to be an absolute weapon on the defensive side, just as we hope that Naheem Hines can be on the on the offensive side. Um, tonight, he proved that he deserved to be getting those first-team reps. Uh, Zaire Franklin, I enjoyed watching him. He was physical. He did pretty solid in coverage. Matthew Adams had that tip ball. I mistook for the uh, other interception. Uh, Ronald Martin almost had that interception. So we saw some guys contributing. Darius Leonard, he played well. He did well in pursuit. That was fun to watch. Um, Marcus Hunt, he had a nice game. Like I said, Jabal Sheard. We had we had some performances, guys. We can't be killing this defense already. It's preseason week one. But like I said, there are things we can take away from it. Jordan Wilkins is going to be a player. I have no idea why it took them so long to give him all those snaps uh, at the end instead of getting him some work in with at least the second team offense. But he showed he doesn't need much of a hole to be able to squeak through it. He's not a power back, but he's got the power ability, and that's what matters. And does he use it? Can he use it? Can he take that in as as being his role uh, for the team? Because he's got the speed 
to get outside. He's not going to chew up 10, 20 yards every time he gets outside. But like you saw today, he can change direction. He can get outside and pick up three or four yards versus being stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Naheem Hines doesn't have that right now. Uh, I don't think that Kristen Michael has that right now. Mac showed that he could navigate through the holes a little bit better, too. I liked on some of the outside zone runs, Mac was able to uh, run with the linebackers, make a be decisive, hit, attack a hole, and and get north and south. I was I enjoyed that uh, about Mac tonight. I thought that was kind of a big step in the direction for him. Also, when he's in space, obviously catching the ball, he's going to have you know an impressive game. And he did. So I, just those two guys in general, I think that we've got um, more probably coming from this running back collection. I just want to see it sooner rather than later. And I don't I want to see uh, Turbin because I think he's a good running back. But I don't want to see him anymore, uh, especially taking up, chewing up all those reps. I want to see Hines and Wilkins getting those reps. And obviously, if Mac is coming back and can come back soon, then I want to see him getting a lot of those reps as well. But I definitely think that Wilkins, it is nice to see that everybody's, you know, falling for Wilkins. You scroll through Twitter and everybody's favorite football player right now is Jordan Wilkins. So I'm glad everybody's on that train. That's a fun one to be on. But from left to right, you know, we saw some good play out of the offensive line, I thought. Um, I thought Haig did a pretty good job outside of that sack. I thought that even the backups did a pretty solid job in protection. I thought the groups all did. Um, now the last group in there was kind of a man. It was an absolute mess. So I would say the groups all besides that last group that was in there collectively did pretty good in their run blocking, you know, responsibilities. I thought they did nice. I thought the tight ends looked good. Uh, the receivers, you know, in, I mean, Rogers caught a ball, didn't do much after the catch. Hilton looked good. Um, KJ Brent showed us that he's going to be a guy, man, he missed a perfect pass for a touchdown had his hands too far apart ball goes right between them he had he had himself a touchdown there from walker and it was a really good pass from walker and and those can't be wasted kane looked like he was pretty nervous caught the ball got tripped up by the turf monster and uh you know went down tried to get back he just looked like kind of the butterflies were getting to him uh we know what kind of player he is he is a really good uh, receiver and he does he can do some great things after the catch but you know first preseason game apparently wasn't his case uh, and Williams he came back and, and played pretty well Zach Pascal did nice we saw a catch or two from Steve Ishmael um, I, I thought the wide receivers in general were a pretty solid unit I thought they did pretty good luck Brissett they all did good Kai is a mess Walker did pretty well um, going through kind of some of the defense now was there anybody, I mean, can we say that we were impressed with Pierre Desir? I think Desir had a good game. Uh, impressed, I wouldn't say that. But, the, I mean, Quincy Wilson didn't look great. Kenny Moore looked like crap. Uh, Nate Harrison looked pretty good. I'll, I'll give Harrison the dime on that because he looked pretty good. But uh, Tolliver, Desir, we didn't see, or Tolliver and Durr, we didn't see a bunch from them. We, I, uh, Robert Jackson came inside and made a couple plays, you know, crashing down hard. I thought that was important for him. Obviously we saw TJ green, give up a touchdown, getting lost in coverage, go figure. But Matthias Farley was pretty regular. Uh, Chris Cooper and Odom, those guys all played some extensive uh, special team snaps. And then we saw that Shamarco Thomas is an absolute idiot. 
and uh, is going to go after head. That was completely a, a, a dirty play. It's either dirty or just completely ignorant. And he's an idiot because that you don't, the dude's head was almost on the ground to begin with. He literally dove at his head. Um, I had forgotten that he got the, uh, what was the play? Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct for running out, you know, getting blocked outside of the uh, out of bounds and then not coming back in as soon as possible. So he was gone anyways. But in my opinion, for that hit, he should have been ejected for that period. If he hadn't had another penalty uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct before that, they should they still should have canned his ass because that was a completely a dirty play. Just no no call for that. I just don't see him. He was, and, and, and I don't think it was a dirty play when it happened in practice, but him and I believe it was Nate Harrison combined on a tackle on Fountain that sent him out, that he's been out for, you know, however many days and practices ever since. So just keep that in mind. I'm not so sure Shamarco Thomas is a real intelligent cat, but, uh, you know, he's probably going to be looking for another team pretty soon anyways. Um, really, I was. I think uh, when you look at the guy who has the most impact on um, at a position, what they're expected to do, but you've got to consider the competition that they played. I want to give Ridgeway the props that he got for whatever two and a half, three sacks. I want him to be able to take that and build on it, but I want to see him do it against the first two units or at least somewhere in there as a rotation because he hasn't done it up to this point but man he looked good he looked quick he was getting a release from the offensive line getting in the backfield in a hurry he was solid against the run so we saw we saw some flashes tonight there's no i mean first of all we can't take anything into as as a holistic uh viewpoint of anything in the first week of the preseason you can't do anything close to that so I think when you look at uh, the offense, how well they played, how, how the offense is structured, the way that Luck was getting protected, how quickly he was getting the ball out, how seamless he looked and calm in the pocket. He stepped up and ran comfortable. He's back, right? He's playing football, and he's fine. Um, you look at all those things for the offense, and you think that's going to grow no matter who's in the backfield. Hopefully the line gets healthy completely. Uh, and some of the starters or projected starters or immediate backups can pick up their game a little bit. But all in all, offense, not really too much of a problem. You look at the defense, I wouldn't say there's a problem. I think that there's a problem in general with the scheme because there are wide open, I mean, 15 yards downfield, there are massive holes. And maybe this needs to be getting like coached up a little bit better but you've got to see these windows have to be less. And I think that's probably why they like uh, Sky Moore there so much because he can take up so much room with his speed and his instincts and his his ball production, like uh, Frank Reich likes to say. They love that about him, um, and, and that's what they need at that role. But they've also got to have an enforcer in there, and obviously Clayton Gathers will come back. Um, we'll see more Malik Hooker eventually, I think week three, they said, in preseason. So all that's going to come. But I love the energy that those guys brought. I want look, I talked up Quincy Moore or Quincy Wilson because Quincy Wilson was playing good ball. He was being a ball hawk and he was knocking balls loose and everything else. He was playing in good coverage. I talked him up. Ever since I talked him up, I missed a couple practices and all of a sudden, you know, he's just not done much. 
Tonight he looked confused in a couple plays. He wasn't great over the top in coverage. Uh, I did see. I like seeing his break on the ball, though. He's got to start taking this more seriously. I think. Um, I, I just wonder if there's a little too much, you know, um, self-absorption uh, with with him. He he really has to step up and understand that he is critical to this defense with his skill set. He's got to be a player. He's got to be a guy that can help this team. Desir is somewhat of a playmaker, but not a flashy guy. Moore has been rising, has been a solid guy in coverage, has proven that he can be physical, but he didn't show that to me uh, much tonight. Nate Hairston showed that he probably shouldn't be getting passed up in the slot because Nate Hairston's a good ball player, solid tackler, physical, and, and good in coverage. And I think that he's also a guy that they like because he can blitz. And this is just the way everything's going to work itself out, folks. We can't be too upset about the defense Enjoy the energy right now. Enjoy that these guys are flying to the ball because they are flying to the ball. They're just not – they just don't have the the mix of the instincts and the, pre- the preparation quite yet, okay? I think this defense is going to come around, but we saw in all different units, whether it was the first unit late in the game, we saw that some of this approach from Eberflus is going to be bend, don't break. Try to get the quarterback to make a bad decision. Try to get a play on the ball. But otherwise, keep the offense, keep the ball in front of you and make them make a play. I I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not a fan of the process because it's so aggravating. But if they can be a team that can be a ball hawking team that can make plays, and they can be, they have the talent to do that, uh, especially on the back end, whether that talent is realized Wilson, Hooker, Gethers, uh, Desir, all those guys, whether it can be realized or not, is the real issue going forward, the real question. So I'm excited about this Colts team. I really am. We love the offense, um, kind of its design so far, although everything's pretty vanilla. On the other hand, you have to love what you're seeing out of the defense's energy. So keep that all in mind. Uh, as we go forward right now, because next week's going to be a little bit better. The following week should be, you know, a, a, an entire first team unit out there for an extended period of time. And hopefully by then, within two weeks, those guys should have it pretty much locked down. And if they don't, then we're going to see some problems throughout the season. But I think we've got to give it some time. I'm feeling very patient right now, which is kind of odd for me because I'm typically not the patient guy when things uh, are occurring this in this way. But I think that the defense has some growing to do. I think they're going to be fine. Obviously, the offense is right where it needs to be at this point. I mean, right now, this looks like a very, very effective and efficient and good offense and, and dangerous offense. Can it be? Absolutely. Will it be? We'll have to see. Uh, but so far, so good. I think everything's in order for that to do it, from the head coach to the quarterback to the playmakers and the protection. I think it's all good right now. Defense, we can't wait to see that improve. But don't get down on them too quick. It's way too early for all that. We've got a lot of football before anything actually matters. So, um, the guys, that's about all I got for you tonight. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. Um, we got one under our belts now, folks. We got a preseason game under our belts. So let's move on. Uh, we'll break down all this stuff that we saw tonight, kind of the 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 top and the bottom of the game. I'm going to have a column coming out probably throughout the preseason, um, kind of based on uh, Joe Lenardi's bracketology, like last five in, first five out. 
kind of describing the the process of whittling it to a 53 man roster because right now if you guys saw the piece that i did the other day kind of about the locks that i uh, projected to be on the roster there was what 48 guys total and that included the special teams guys like whoever that is three that's three spots uh but the rest of the guys we've got five spots left for this so i wanted to kind of gauge this see who was the five guys who made themselves uh, a roster player today and then talk about those guys who were just on the outside looking in that either had a bad game or that need to do something to really get in the good graces of the coaching staff or, and their teammates for that matter. So hope you guys will like that. I plan on doing that tomorrow and uh, that should be fun. So I've kind of got the basis in the, in the guts for that, but we'll, uh, we'll see where that ends up. But uh, I just want to say, I appreciate you guys for watching and listening. Make sure you guys are uh, getting us a uh, uh, rating and review on uh, Apple podcasts. And uh, hopefully we don't have any of these one o'clock podcasts anymore. So thank you guys all for listening. I'll talk to you next time right here on the Colts cast. Stampede Blue. Hi, I'm Kristen from Safeway. Your grocery shopping just got easier. Did you know we can deliver your groceries the same day through Safeway.com? Shop online and have your groceries handpicked for you and then delivered to your home or office. Plus, you'll get free delivery with your first online order. Service available in select areas and may be provided by a partner whose pricing and policies apply. Visit shop.safeway.com. This is Kristen from Safeway and we'll be on your doorstep soon. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. 
comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.